This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the new episode of Land Grant Holy Land's recruiting-centric podcast, The Dotted Line. My name is Matt Tiamanini. On this podcast, we're going to talk to Ohio State and national recruiting experts, LGHL's own recruiting analysts, and even recruits themselves. And after having the Dean of Ohio State Recruiting, Bill Curlick, on the show last week, we're going to knock out the other two categories of guests on this very show as we open up the episode discussing Buckeye Bash 2.0 with Ohio State's four-star offensive line commit, Tegra Tashabola. In our conversation, we discuss the weirdness of being recruited during the pandemic, how things went with the first big recruiting weekend in over a year, when the next boom is going to be coming, whether or not he plans to enroll early, what he's going to work on between now and when he gets on campus, and much, much more. Then we will bring in LGHL's recruiting editor, Gene Ross, about the news coming out of this past weekend, all of the teases on social media to be on the lookout for an upcoming boom, who might be that first commitment this summer, and what to expect from recruiting in the coming week. So with all of that out of the way, here's my conversation with Tegra Tashabola. Well, let's start with, with this past weekend. How long has it been? I mean, have you ever been on Ohio State's campus before? If so, how long has it been? Obviously, you're an Ohio guy, but a lot of this recruiting period has been done via, via Zoom for you. Uh, it was definitely great being out there. It was my first time, like, taking a full campus tour, taking a tour of the Woody yeah. and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a great experience. Um, just finally getting out there, me and my family. What did the weekend consist of? Did you did you get there on Friday night, on Saturday? What were the events that they kind of ran you through? Um, what was the schedule like once you were actually in Columbus? Uh, I got there around um, 1 p.m. on Friday. Um, got to do a lot of stuff, eat, meet the other recruits, and speak over a few things. And uh, got a good got a good amount of time to talk to coaches and all those things. So yeah, that's mostly what we started off with. Um, Later that day, they got us out with our host. My host was Paris Johnson. We all got out, had a good time, played some video games. Uh, just got a chance to talk for the first time. Since so much of this recruiting process for you has been done you know, via phone and FaceTime and Zoom and all of that kind of stuff, how important was it for you to be able to talk to the coaches 
face to face to be able to talk to the other recruits in something besides a text chain or something like that? Like, how big of a deal was this for you, especially since you've been committed to Ohio State for nearly a year at this point? Yes, sir. Um, it was it was definitely great uh, just to finally get out there and meet all these guys and finally build a strong relationship. I mean, this is a family over here, so we can't be a family talking to each other through the screen and texting. So, yeah, it was great to be out there and um, finally get a chance to interact with all the, uh, my teammates, my coaches, and all those guys. Actually, looking at the thing, it's actually been over a year since you committed. You committed just yeah. I mean, a little more than a month into the pandemic, knowing that you hadn't really taken an official visit yet. What was it about what the coaching staff was telling you back then that made you feel comfortable enough to commit to Ohio State, even not having gone through this whole process that you just did this past weekend? Uh, and it was mostly... Um Growing up, I was um, an Ohio State fan. I've been an Ohio State fan since I was a young kid and um, always wanted to be a part of it. Never thought it would come true, but, I mean, here I am. But um, <laughs> um, I got to speak with the coaches, and they spoke with me and my parents and brothers and for a while. Um, last football season, uh, I think it was 2020 football season, we spoke a few. They talked to us about um, – the things they had planned, the things they had to offer. And um, after a while of thinking about it, talking on the phone, they talked to me about family and family is something that's really important for me. And um, the one thing I was looking for was a chance to compete at the highest level and where my family could watch me. So after going over those things, it was pretty much over with at that point. Yeah, that's great. You, you you talked about the, you know, wanting to come in and and feel like a family, like this is a, a place that you're going to be spending three, four, maybe five years of your life and you wanted to feel like a family. A lot of this recruiting class, since it's had to be done in a in a weird way without getting to see people in person, um, has been, you know, electronic. And we've, you know, all heard about, you know, CJ Hicks kind of leading the charge with all of that. But what has that process been like for you as being a, an Ohio guy in this class and and trying to be a part of of putting together the best group of talent that you can for this 2022 recruiting cycle? I mean, for the most part, it's been awesome. I mean, we got a chance to speak to a lot of really talented guys, got a chance to um, get a couple things worked out, got a boom coming for y'all soon. And, um, all right, all right. Yeah, it's been real great, yeah. So what is it about this group of guys? I mean, you're at, what, I think, like uh, 12 commitments right now, maybe 13 whenever this boom happens. Um, but what is it about uh -huh. this group of guys that's special that you think – other top talent like yourself should want to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um it's honestly um the biggest thing is we all have character, all of us, every single one of our commits. Character, we all uh, get along real well. We're all of course we're all fantastic um athletes and players, but um it's just the mindset that they all have. They they're coming here to be great. That's the only reason people want to come here. So yeah, that's that's mostly the biggest thing. Yeah. What you there's obviously I think there was a total of nine guys who have already committed to the class that were there this weekend, but then there was another half dozen or so guys who were there as targets who haven't committed to Ohio State yet. 
what were those conversations like with those guys? What was the vibe you were getting from them? Obviously, if if you if you're teasing a boom coming, it, it went well for at least one of them. Yes, sir. It, it went well for a couple of guys. Um, haven't really heard much of, much about uh, boom there, but a lot of guys had a real good time. We're out there with um, Zach, with uh, Emil, and all of them. Those are the guys I was in charge mm-hmm. of, mostly uh, <laughs> trying to get them over with us. So yeah. yeah. You got you stick part, with the, yeah you stick with the other linemen right you you got the linemen got to stick together and recruit each other yes sir we got to build this part up this uh, um this is who leads the team so yeah yeah well speaking of that I I think and correct me if I'm wrong I mean there's a couple tight ends in the class but you're the only offensive lineman in the class so far what else yes, does the the staff in this class need to do to get somebody else or a couple other guys in there? Because like you said, you really only go as far on offense as your offensive line is going to take you. So what do they got to do to get a few more um, studs in there to, uh, to, to, to fill out that class with you? We, we definitely, um, I think, I think we're doing pretty good. We're talking to a lot of guys. They're just, um, just working a little more on uh, convincing them to get out of here with us. So yeah. Um, Definitely should be looking forward to. Shouldn't be surprised if later on we get a couple um, old line booms here in a couple of weeks. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. But um, well, well, <laughs> yeah. that that that's that's interesting to me because since so much of this process has been um, after the fact, after you committed, since it's been over a year since you committed, uh, what is Coach Stud and the rest of the staff telling you about? how they see you fitting in to how this offense and specifically the offensive line will work in the years to come? Um, they haven't really gotten much into that, but I mean, I've played every position on the offensive line. I can, I could do it, um, pretty much everything. I really don't have a specific position, but as of now, I'm a left tackle. Uh, I can basically play anywhere, but um, yeah, just, just closer uh, that I get to, getting on on campus i think that's when we're going to get into that a little bit more yeah and obviously you've got another high school season to play before you're actually on campus um but, yeah yeah but what what is your plan do you have a plan to get on campus in january next year or are you going to come in in the summer of 2022 what's your plan as of now to when you expect to join the team full-time uh i'm i'm uh graduating early in uh january Great. So yeah, I'll be on campus in January. Is does that seem to be the the same mindset with a bunch of the other recruits? Are you expecting most of the guys that are already part of the class to be early enrollees as well? Yes, sir. Uh, for the most part, yes. I haven't really heard anyone say they're going to stay the whole time, but yeah, uh, I definitely want to get out there and get into the offense real soon and uh, really get out there and ball out. Yeah. And you said your your uh, your host was was Paris Johnson Jr. And obviously, not only are you both uh, offensive linemen, you're both from Southwest Ohio. What what is it about these stud in state Ohio uh, offensive linemen coming from the Cincinnati and Dayton area um, that Ohio State's really been able to capitalize on? Uh, I mean, of course, we can play ball out here. I don't know if people realize <laughs> that or not. We yeah. can definitely play ball out here. But, um, I mean, most, most kids from around here grow up being, um, Ohio State fans. So just, just a couple phone calls, a couple visits, uh, talks with their parents, um, the history of Ohio State, all of that. That's, that's pretty good. Um, uh, 
that's pretty close to enough to get a kid from around here to go to Ohio State. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, everybody thinks of, like, Northeast Ohio as being, like, this huge hotbed for talent. And it obviously is. There's a ton of talent, talented guys up in the Cleveland area. But, like, you know, Southwest Ohio is no slouch uh, uh, either. Like, there's a ton of really good guys coming out of there, whether they go to Ohio State or somewhere else, every single recruiting cycle. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Basically, all of Ohio. I mean, sometimes I feel like we're a little bit overlooked, but statistically, we're we're pretty up there. I mean, yeah, we can play ball around here. Yeah. What is it between now and the time you get on campus in January that you are going to try to work on either from the physical on-field side, uh, the physical in the gym side, the mental side? What is it about your game that you really want to focus on over the next six months before you actually get on campus and Coach Mick and everybody else gets a hold of you at Ohio State? Just about everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to uh, – I mean, I'm – yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty strong. I mean, I'm. Very, I'm actually very strong. But um, you can never be strong enough. You can never be more athletic. You can never um, get your body to the most potential. But so, yeah, I'm basically gonna be working on everything yeah. while I'm out here. Yeah. So I'll, I'll wrap this up. Um, and I appreciate your time on Sunday after you uh, got home. I assume you sent out a video thanking. Um, the Ohio State coaching staff and the entire, uh, you know, program for for the visit. Why was that important to you to not only, you know, thank them, which I'm sure you did in person, but to set out that public video to make sure that everybody knew just how well treated you were on your visit to Columbus? Uh, I definitely I wanted to make that video just like everybody out there that maybe didn't hear about me, hear about the these things happening. I didn't want to leave anybody hanging and been thinking about the fans this whole time. When you think about the Ohio State fan base, you um, you definitely want to keep them uh, tuned and really make sure they know everything. So I wanted to get that out there. Thank them for um, having so much trust in me. Thank them for liking me so much. So, yeah, that was the biggest reason I made that. I just felt like deep down I needed to make that video to let them know. That's awesome. Well, I'm very excited and happy for you that things went so well and you feel so comfortable being a part of the Ohio State family. And I wish you the best of luck over the next six months. And uh, it's so incredibly looking forward to seeing you on the field uh, here. I mean, I assume and in March or April of next year, once the spring game rolls around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. 
Now we turn our attention to breaking down the entire Buckeye Bash 2.0 weekend with my co-managing editor at Land Grant Holy Land and the site's recruiting editor, Gene Ross. We start off by talking about the commits and targets who were in Columbus over the past weekend. Because as I talked with Bill Curlick a little bit last week, this hasn't been exactly the type of recruiting weekend that I would have expected going into it. Once I saw it, it made sense. And once it was explained to me, it made sense. But there were a ton of guys that had actually already committed to Ohio State there this weekend. In fact, there was nine players that have already entered themselves into the 2022 class for Ohio State. There were three five-star recruits on campus, Quinn Ewers, CJ Hicks, and Caleb Burton, and then six four-star guys. And then the rest that were on campus were a handful of targets. What did you think about this breakdown of trying to get guys on campus that have already committed and, and either reassure them that this is where they want to be or to kind of thank them for hanging out versus loading up that first weekend with a bunch of guys you would like to get commitments from eventually. Yeah, I think it's a good mix. You know, it's obviously good to get some of these guys that have been committed for a while and maybe haven't met the other recruits in person yet, get them all down together, get them, you know, hanging out, especially because you have some of these other big five-star targets in there, you know, get them all, get them all hanging out, get them all talking, have them sell Ohio State for you as well as all the things that the coaches are probably laying out for them as well to get them involved. But I think it's good to have almost the entire class down, kind of get that camaraderie early on. The only three that I think weren't down were uh, Jaheim Singletary, the corner from Florida, uh, Ryan Turner, one of their new corners, also from Florida, and then uh, Benji Gosnell, the tight end from North Carolina. So some guys that are kind of a little bit far away. Maybe it was tough for them to make the trip, whatever it be. But having 9 out of 12 is obviously great for the first weekend. You got a lot of the leaders in that class, and CJ Hicks and Quinn Ewers up there talking to the guys, so I'm sure that was good. And it's good. I really thought it was good to have Jair Brown down. He's been the guy that's been committed the longest. And so having him down and kind of finally solidifying his place in Ohio State committee got to meet Kerry Combs for the first time and so that was cool mm -hmm. to see and I think it's good to get all those guys down especially like somebody like Brown and then guys like Kion Grace who've been you know kind of ringing the bell for Ohio State for a while even though he hasn't been committed for all that long and then obviously you know Quinn Ewers the five-star quarterback and him on campus is huge so I think it's good to have that along with a good mix of big five-star targets and other guys that they're really high on that aren't yet committed anywhere. Yeah, let's, we're going to talk about the targets here in a second, but I think it's important to have a couple of these guys on campus for a couple of reasons. The first one is the guy at the very top of the list, Quinn Ewers. There, ever since uh, Steve Sarkeesian was named the head coach at Texas, where Quinn is, Quinn is from the state of Texas, he was originally committed to the Longhorns, there's been these assumptions from basically everybody wearing burnt orange that Sark would be able to flip Quinn Ewers. Quinn has said, that's not happening. I'm 100% committed. And he's really backed that up in terms of his social media presence, calling Ohio home this week when he was on campus when he dropped his little pin. I think he's actually coming back for a second visit this month so that he can be on campus with some of these other guys. So I think getting him on campus for the first time as a commit was really big, not only for the Buckeyes to know, okay, he's he's in if there was any doubt, but it also shows the rest of this class that the number one player in the country is committed to being a part of this class and that they should join them as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, in terms of the Texas and like the potential of a flip, them going out and getting Malik Murphy, a very high four-star quarterback, mm-hmm. I think kind of solidified the fact that they know that Queen Ewers isn't coming back. So I think his commitment is pretty locked in. Like you said, it's good to see him, you know, out there. He's out there on the very first recruiting weekend showing that, you know, he's fully committed to Ohio State. He's ready to go. He's a Buckeye. And he, like you said, he dropped he dropped the tweet with a little house emoji and a pin. So he's clearly liking his time there. He feels at home. And now I think uh, Caleb Burton is now his teammate in high school. So those guys will get to build yeah. up a little bit of a of a repertoire before they get to Ohio State. So that's just another thing that the Buckeyes have going in their favor. And I'm sure Brian Hartline and Ryan Day will love having them playing together for a full year before they step on campus. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of similar to what we have with uh, with Kyle McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. coming from the same high school in Pennsylvania. Now we've got Ewers and Burton coming from South Lake Carroll in Texas. Uh, not bad to have really talented quarterbacks and wide receivers working together before they get to Columbus. But the other guy that I thought it was really important to have on campus for this weekend specifically was Captain Buckeye himself, C.J. Hicks. He has been the unquestioned leader of this recruiting class, especially since Dassin McCullough decided to decommit and follow his dad to Indiana, to have him on campus to be able to solidify those bonds with the guys that are already committed, but also to start to form these bonds in person because you know he's been texting everybody already. But with those guys who Ohio State would like to get commitments from, I think having his influence on this class, again, whether commits or targets, is really, really big, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do in continuing to get guys into the fold over the next week, month, year, um, or not even year, because it's going to be like six months before uh, the early signing date. So what he's going to be able to do over the next six months. Yeah, for sure. And CJ Hicks is going to be one of the most beloved Buckeyes from the day he steps on campus because of all the work he's done in this no recruiting doubt. class. He's he's basically been like another assistant coach for the Buckeyes and trying to get guys to join him. And like you said, the the Desamacola thing was tough. Obviously, there's really nothing Ohio State could have done there with his dad and his all of his brothers going to play at Indiana. There's no hard yeah. feelings there. But that's you know that's a move that it's, it was kind of expected. He kind of played it down in the beginning, but it's not at all shocking to see him make that move. But it is tough to lose him because he was like CJ, uh, one of the top members of this class in terms of peer recruiting. But CJ has taking that rain on from the beginning and it's good to see him get down there as well i'm sure he put in a, a good word for ohio state with all these big names that were down there and he will be you know he's gonna be a big name once he steps on campus ohio state fans will love him for all the work he's done and all the the love he showed ohio state and they'll, they'll show him that same love back yeah absolutely well let's move over to some of these guys that are not yet committed to ohio state the, the first guy that I want to talk about is the number five player in the country, the top offensive tackle in the country. Even despite the fact that this is the first weekend, it's not his first visit. He actually visited North Carolina earlier this week, and that is Zach Rice out of Liberty Christian High School in Virginia. Um, Ohio State is looking to solidify itself on both the offensive and defensive lines. Those are kind of the places in this recruiting class that especially need um, to get a couple big names in there. Zach Rice being on campus, we saw him tweeting um, f- from from campus over the weekend. It seemed like he was enjoying his visit. Um, really, really important guy, especially knowing that we've got Trevion Henderson in the fold in the 2021 class to pull another five-star recruit out of the state of Virginia would be very, very big for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I wrote about this a little bit in my latest uh, freshman focus of Zen Michalski that Ohio State's had a bit of a tough time pulling in that top national uh, offensive tackle. They obviously are able to land, you know, the the Paris Johnsons of the world, but those are the guys that are in state and that you really should land. But the guys, once they extend out of the borders and try to go nationally for these 
offensive tackles, they've had a tough time. We saw them lose J.C. Latham, who was a guy that was favored for Ohio State for a while, to Alabama in the last class. And a lot of similar stories of that where guys, they seem like they're in on the whole way, and then like at the last second they lose them to either a program that's in-state for them or just a, a bigger, not, not bigger, there's not many bigger programs outside of Alabama and Clemson, but they just seem to lose these guys at the end for whatever reason. And having Zach Rice on campus this early is both good and bad. Obviously, you'd want to get him on as soon as you can, but it also means that he's probably going to take other visits to other schools afterwards, and Ohio State might become an afterthought down the line. But it did look, seem like he had a good visit. Actually, less than like 20 minutes ago, he actually just tweeted out a picture of him in all Ohio State gear, and he had a caption, okay. might be on to something right here. So he, he's definitely interested, and there's definitely Don't mutual tease. interest there. So. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. being a tease. He, I, yeah, Zach Rice has all... been a guy in the past that has kind of like teased the Ohio State thing when they had that big stretch of commitment. He was one of those guys that was kind of like, oh, it might be me mm-hmm. next. So it is kind of hard to read him on social media. But yeah, it, it did seem like he had a good time out there, and I'm sure he did. Yeah. Well, the next guy in terms of recruiting ranking who was on campus this weekend is Omari Abor. He is the number 21 player in the country, a five-star defensive lineman. Again, uh, uh, the defensive line is a position of need for Ohio State. He is from Duncanville, Texas. He has been crystal balled with not a huge level of certainty to Oklahoma for quite a while, but he is he is one of two uh, Duncanville players who will be coming on official visits to Ohio State. He is on campus in the first week. Jalen Early, who is one of those guys who might be on boom alert that Bill Curlick told me about last week, um, he is coming next week. So while they're not on campus together and they're not necessarily a package deal, maybe getting one of them could potentially help get Omari Abor on campus uh, full-time for the Buckeyes in 2022. Yeah, and he's got three crystal balls to Oklahoma, the most recent one being back in February, and none of them are higher than a confidence of five out of ten. So not a ton of confidence there, not a lot recently in terms of movement for the Sooners. But yeah, he's a big name. Ohio State still doesn't have a defensive line commit in this 2022 class, so he would clearly be a huge get for them as a five-star prospect, one of the top defensive linemen in the country. And he's another guy, you know, all these guys, I mean, nobody's going to go to a big visit like this and say that they hated it. So obviously everyone's going to say that they loved it, but he's another guy that seems like he had a good time. He's a guy that Ohio State's very very high on as they should be and it'll be interesting to see you know Ohio State's had a, had a great time in Texas so far they've done a really good job in this class especially uh, pillaging that state especially with some of the coaching turnover with the Longhorns so it'll be interesting to see how his recruitment plays out moving forward the next guy that I think is really the most interesting is Zion Branch coming from the home of the one and only Tathan Martell Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas Nevada um, also Haskell Garrett of course um, but he is uh, on campus this weekend. He is a four-star safety, number 49 player in the country, the number four safety in the country. Until March, he had only three crystal balls um, for USC, all pretty low confidence. And after March, there was nothing. However, as of Sunday morning, around 8 o'clock, both Bill Curlick, my guest on last week's dotted line, and the head of or the director of football recruiting for 24-7 Sports, Steve Wiltfong, they both put in crystal balls for the Buckeyes on Zion Branch. And unlike some of these other crystal balls that we've mentioned, Gene, Steve Wiltfong came in with a seven confidence and Bill Curlick came in with an eight. Now, if you know those two guys, they don't put in crystal balls that they aren't pretty confident about, especially with those um, with those high of, of confidence readings in there. So getting Zion Branch, a true legit single high safety guy who can cover the back of the field, that really seems to fit with the kind of defense that the Buckeyes are going to, um, especially with this 4-2-5 where they're going to be playing the bullet 
and 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 some other cornerbacks and leaving a safety back in the, at the uh, tail end of the defense. This really would be a huge get for Kerry Combs, especially if it comes after this first weekend of uh, of June recruiting. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance Ohio State looks for multiple kind of top-tier safeties in this class. I know they brought in a couple of guys last year. They got Jansen Dunn, a high four-star. They also had uh, Andre Turrentine, another high four-star, and Jalen Johnson out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. So they brought in a couple of guys last year. They're obviously trying to restock that room. We saw kind of the struggles on the field this past season with Ohio State's back end of their defense. They're still trying to find that true replacement for Jordan Fuller. So I wouldn't be shocked if they brought in another, you know, two or three big-name safeties. And Zion Branch appears to be, you know, according to Will Fong and Curry, who if you're an Ohio State fan, you know that those are the guys that generally if they're they're putting crystal balls for Ohio State, it's a pretty good sign. So Zion Branch is one of those guys who you could be looking out for in the near future with a commitment. Uh, I'm also like another guy that was on campus this weekend uh, that I'd be looking for from the safety is Xavier Nwankpa, who's another guy yeah. that Ohio State's been high on. He was the other guy on. I was going to mention. Yeah, 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 he's another guy that Ohio State's been high on. So those are two safeties that, you know, they, they're on campus this weekend. They're both there together. They play the same position. But at the same time, Ohio State might be looking to get multiple guys the same position. And I'm sure, you know, Kerry Coombs sat down with those guys and explained to them how they'd both be able to be used at the same time if they're coming in in the same class. So those are obviously the crystal balls for Zion. Branch are huge, but uh, Zonk was another guy that I thought um, coming into this weekend would be a guy that might be on like kind of a commitment watch because of how you know kind of leaned he's been towards Ohio State. He doesn't have many crystal balls, but I, I've thought for a while that he's kind of been he's always been chopping it up with CJ Hicks and back when he was in the class McCullough. So I think he's a guy that could wind up here eventually, but he's still going to take his visits and all that, so he could be a ways away. But Branch is definitely an interesting one, especially after those crystal balls this weekend. Yeah, Xavier Nwankpa is the 71st player in the country, so still a top 100 guy, the fifth-rated safety in the country. He does have one crystal ball for Ohio State. It's the only crystal ball that he has, but it is from Steve Lawrence, who is at the MichiganInsider.com, so I wouldn't necessarily put a whole lot of faith in that one if it's not coming from Kerlick or Wiltfong or one of the guys who normally covers Ohio State, especially if it's from somebody who covers the team up north. Eh, we'll take that with a grain of salt. But um, those are actually those four guys are the top rated um, targets that were on campus this weekend. From the other guys who were on campus, Gene, was there anybody who um, you were especially interested in to see how things went or you, who you think um, would really fit in well with this class for the Buckeyes? Yeah, I think uh, Emil Wagner, the offensive tackle, he's a, the number 10 offensive tackle of the country, a four-star prospect, and he's he's out of Dayton. He's a number three player in Ohio. So this is the kind of guy that you kind of expect Ohio State to land these high-quality high offensive tackles, much like the Paris Johnson, but a little obviously lower rated than he was coming out of high school. Emil Wagner is a guy, he has one crystal ball from Kerlick with a confidence of seven. So he's a guy that, you know, is, is somebody to look out for. He was on campus this weekend. And I honestly think that out of all the, you know, there's these recruits tweeting out potential, you know, boom things, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I think he's a guy that you might want to look out for as one of the first guys to commit because he's that Ohio guy, because, yeah. you know, he's... The in-state guys are always the guys they try to land first. So I, I think he's one of the guys you could look out for to start. He's going to take a couple more visits here in a little bit. He's got visits scheduled to Kentucky, Notre Dame, and Penn State. But I, I think he winds up at Ohio State as well. And so if they don't land the Zach Rice, they could obviously go for both. You want multiple offensive tackles on the field at the same time. But if the Zach Rice thing doesn't work out, uh, they should be able to fall back on Emil Wagner, which I think they'll get either way. So that's yeah. good. 
Yeah, you've got to get the guys like him, uh, like Wagner, out of Ohio, who are, he's not, he's like 109th in the country right now, so he's a borderline top 100 guy, a four-star player. You can't let him get out, especially, as I said earlier, offensive line is still a position of need for the Buckeyes in this class, so he's an absolute must-get. Not necessarily like uh, Nicholas Petit-Frere or Paris Johnson, but you want to make sure you get this guy in your class because he is an in-state guy and you should be able to lock him up and you don't want to see him go somewhere else. But let, let's move off of the guys who were on campus um, and kind of breaking them down, Gene, because you mentioned all of the social media stuff that we've seen um, over the last uh, couple of days. And it's kind of fun. Like, I love it. And it helps us when it comes to recruit pictures. Now that they're finally able to get on campus, they're able to do the whole fashion show where they get um, dressed up in the different uh, Ohio State jerseys of their choosing and post all of the pictures on social media. First off, what do you think of the red jersey to black jersey ratio in these f- social media photo shoot posts? Uh, I think it's a pretty healthy mix. I've seen them uh, mostly red, I think, you know, but there's been, there's been a bit oh, of there's black. A lot Honestly, of black. There's been a yeah. lot of black. I, th- I think the young guys love the black and I, I think Ohio State knows that. So they'll play that to advantage. I'm sure they offer them all of them. But, you know, obviously a lot of guys like to go with that classic red. That's the one you'll see Ohio State in 99% of the time. But the black jerseys are fresh. I like them. Um, and I'm sure the high school recruits love them. They're used to those Friday night lights and that, that kind of like d- night blackout atmosphere sometimes. So, you know, Ohio State, when they when they do those kind of things, that gets the, the young guys hyped, and I'm sure they like doing that. So I'm sure they're excited to wear the blacks. But I, I think it's been a pretty healthy mix of red and black. I've probably, probably like 60-40 red to black. Yeah, I, I, I like the blacks. I know they're not traditional. And I'm not a jersey guy. I'm not a uniform guy. Like, I don't really... Get, I don't care generally, to be honest with you, um, but I think they look pretty good. I think they're sharp. So, um, but continue on the social media thing from pretty much the jump on Saturday, we started getting, I mean, as always, CJ Hicks is teasing a boom said, uh, y'all ready with a, uh, an alarm clock and a hashtag boom. Even before that, Kayla Burton, um, tweeted whole lot of boom. And then it continued on, uh, on Sunday where we got, you know, not just recruits, but we got the assistant quarterback coach Keenan Bailey with hashtag boom 22, obviously the recruiting class of 2022, and then some exclamation points and some, some fireworky type things. And then Aaron Dunstan, who is the, uh, the new director of on-campus recruiting for Ohio State. She tweeted out a picture of uh, of Brutus or a gif of, of Brutus doing, I guess, something akin to a very pleased with himself pimp walk around the shoe, um, looking very fly as he does it. And then just a little bit before we started recording, um, Tegra Tashabola, who is um, one of the four-star recruits who was on campus for Ohio State um, this past weekend, who is already in the 2022 class um, for the Buckeyes, he's a uh, the number 183 player in the country. He's an offensive tackle out of Lakota West High School uh, down around Dayton. Um, but he tweeted out, Buckeye fans, y'all ready for another boom? We've been through this before, Gene. Sometimes we get something out of this. Sometimes we get burnt with all of the teasing that these recruits do. But it sure seems like there's a lot of smoke here. Whether or not there ends up being any fire coming out of this weekend is yet to be seen. But it sure seems like things went pretty well from both the recruits and the coaches perspective 
following Buckeye Bash 2.0. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we kind of just have to remember that these are all a bunch of, for the most part, obviously, besides the coaches, they're a bunch of high school kids, so they're very, you know, it could be very impressionable, so they could be hearing from guys, you know, that visited that are saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm definitely going to commit here or whatever, or, like, I'm looking to commit here or whatever, and then maybe their decisions change after, you know, they get back, they talk to their families, they do all this other stuff, they they make other visits, and so it could be that they're hearing that some guys are going to be committing, but it could also be, you know, just a heat of the moment thing as guys are wrapped up in the the atmosphere of, of an exciting weekend, so it remains to be seen what comes out of it. I said back on uh, last week's episode of Hangout in the Holy Land that I thought that there may be a commitment or two out of this weekend, but after kind of taking a step back and thinking about it, I've act- I'd actually be kind of shocked if there was one from the very first weekend, just because these guys haven't been able to make any visits yet throughout this whole cycle with the, the dead period. So I-, I would imagine they want to take at least a couple visits before making a final decision, even if they are, you know, even if they came to Ohio State with like an 80% chance that like they wanted to come here and they just needed this last visit to solidify i still think these guys want to make the most of their you know you only get to be a recruit once so i think they want to make the most of this this process and so i'd be a little surprised if somebody commits in the next coming days but it could be something where like you know there's a guy that's telling them hey i'm going to take the next couple visits but i'm going to commit you know start of july or whatever once i'm done so it could be something like that where they're talking about these booms i don't know if it's something that's a an imminent commitment but i mean i guess only time will tell we'll see you know we've been shocked before both ways so we'll, we'll have to just wait and see what happens at this point really yeah i i think that that's that makes the most sense um i i feel like because of a lot of these players who have had to kind of put their recruiting on hold at least in the traditional sense they're probably they're very used to now doing these things over zoom or facetime or whatever but they're probably a little bit sick of it <laughs> you know they probably want to be spoiled a little bit they want to get all the glitz and glamour they want to take all of their visits as an uncommitted guy and i get that i think you start looking around july july 4th there might be some fireworks of a different kind coming up um, unless it's somebody like you know emil wagner like you mentioned earlier who is an ohio guy um, he's been friends with cj hicks since like middle school um, so that might be a guy who ends up saying, you know what, Kentucky, Notre Dame, Penn State, thank you, but I'm going to pass on these visits and I'm going to stay home. Other than that, these big guys who are coming from out of state, from um, Nevada, from Iowa, um, from Texas, from Virginia, maybe they take the time to go and see all of these um, other schools. But um, I think you're right that it's not going to be right away. I, w- I think we'll probably get a boom or two during the summer. Or, or I'm sorry, like during June. But I don't think it's going to be from the 2022 class. I think we could end up getting some of these guys who are going to start coming on campus here from 2023 and onward, whether it's for camps or for visits, um, committing before we probably see a huge run on 2022 recruits. But you'll remember last June, we got a ton of commits and making announcements for Ohio State last June. So I don't know if it'll play out differently since they're able to be on per- in person or not. But um, I think the fireworks are ready. I'm just not sure if they're going to be lit right now. Yeah, for sure. And if, if I was to, you know, if I was a wagering man, I would say that if there was one to be in like this next week or so, I'd say it would be Wagner just as that in-state guy who maybe just needed that last last official visit to solidify himself. But I, I think a lot of these national guys, especially the five stars like Abor and Rice and all those different guys, they, they have, they're, they're wanted by everyone in the country. They're going to take those visits. They're going to make the most of their recruiting process. So I wouldn't expect to see a big five-star national prospect make his commitment anytime soon, at least until, you know, the end of this month where they can make four or five visits. But like I said, we've been shocked in the past. It could always happen. There's never, never, never say never in recruiting. Things happen all the time. Things are weird. Recruiting is very unpredictable. So it, it very well could. But if I was, yeah, if I was to make a guess, I'd say it would probably be Wagner or like you said, one of these 2023 guys, Ohio State's still searching for their first commitment in next year's cycle. So it remains to be seen who that will be, but it will be somebody at some point. So we'll, we'll just have to wait. 
I mean, I hope so. It would be really bad if it wasn't. Ryan Day pulls zero recruits in 2023. That's it. Yeah, that would be a really bad thing. Uh, All right. So real quick, I just want to look through some of the guys that are going to be on campus this week. We don't need to go into um, a ton of them uh, just because we'll have time to do that on on other ones. But um, coming on campus in this next week, so between... Um, the 7th and the 13th, mainly actually next weekend, the the 11th through the 13th, you're going to get Ryan Turner, who you mentioned earlier, who is one of the newer um, DB recruits um, coming up from Florida. Um, Jalen Early, who was the other Duncanville High School player out of Texas, will be on, on campus. He's the four-star um, offensive lineman. And then, Gene, the guy that's on campus that I think might actually be somebody who could pop and be the first boom that we see from this summer is four-star wide receiver recruit out of Illinois, Caleb Brown. Not to be confused with Caleb Burton, who's already in the class, but he is the number 63 player in the country and the number six wide receiver in the country. He's been trending towards Ohio State for a while, and it might be one of those things where he says, I just need to get on campus to make this commitment official. He could be one who... Um, who ends up kind of breaking the seal in terms of the booms this summer. Another wide receiver who is actually already in the class, who I think you mentioned earlier, is Kion Grays from Arizona. He's the number 149 player in the country. He's going to be on campus next week in the 11th through 13th. So there's a couple uh, of guys who Ohio State has commitments from, a couple of guys who Ohio State would like to get commitments from, and I'm sure we will start to hear more stuff um, as, as more people are announced for this weekend. But um, not as big as Buckeye Bash 2.0, but this will definitely give all four of these guys the opportunity to interact with the coaches and current players, um, you know, plenty of time to to make those connections strong. Yeah, for sure. And Caleb Brown is a guy that would be especially sweet because this is a guy who, uh, as as of last summer, had a bunch of crystal balls to Michigan. And then seemingly out of nowhere, at, at middle of May, end of this past May, uh, he started getting all these crystal balls rolling from all the big names like Wolf Fong and True and Curlick to Ohio State with, you know, six and seven confidence. So that that's a guy to look for. Obviously, uh Brian Hartline has been absolutely killing it on the recruiting trail. He's getting anybody he wants. And so if he wants Caleb Brown, he'll get him. That's Caleb with a K, not with a C, like Caleb Burton. It's very confusing. It's going to it's gonna really – you know what's always killed me was um, – oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Brandon uh, – yeah, it was Brandon Bowen and Baron Browning. Always confused the hell out of me. Yeah. One was on offense, one was on defense, but those double Bs with similar sounding names. Now we've got Caleb Brown and Caleb Burton. I mean, it's not like – the days when we had um, two, uh, was it Corey Brown? We had Philly Brown and then the other Corey Brown. It was very confusing. You know, I know that there's a hundred some guys on a team, but can't we just try to make sure that we don't have guys with the same or at least similar sounding names? I also, think, I also think, too, that uh, Damon Arnett and Damon Webb might have played on the same team at one point. So that's another yeah. another double-up name. Damn but, yeah, at least they spell their names differently. So that's good. Yeah. You'll have two. And that's they play the same position. So that'll be even more fun. Caleb and Caleb. Uh, oh, uh, but, yeah, he's, he's a top 100 recruit, number 6'3 player overall, like you said, number 6 wide receiver. So I'm sure he's a guy that Harline is in on. Like you said, he's going to be on campus this weekend. So that'll be a chance for them, too, to meet, get, get Harline in his ear, get maybe some of the other wide receivers. If, you know, if uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are sticking around, I know some of the guys that are already – I know what this uh, Taraja Mitchell yeah. said he was doing his own recruiting while I was on campus. So, of course, some of the guys that are already on the <laughs> roster are doing are talking yeah. to these guys as well. So if there's a place you want to go as a wide receiver right now, Ohio State's near the top of the list. And I'm sure that'll be another good visit for him. And like you said, that could be that could be the next big uh, boom as well if, they, if he has a good time there. 
Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up, Gene, um, with talking about the thing that kind of kicked off um, the weekend in terms of recruiting for Ohio State, and it was this three-and-a-half-minute, I guess, recruiting hype video that we saw that Ryan Day tweeted out. Again, Ohio State social media team and video production team is second to none. We got this video narrated by the one, the only, Archie Griffin, um, really hyping up the past of Ohio State football, the present of Ohio State football, and then encouraging players to become the future uh, of Ohio State football. On a scale of 1 to 10, how goosebumpy were your arms after watching this video? Uh, I mean, it, it's it's close to a 10. I mean, Ohio, like you said, Ohio State's social media team, they, they even have, they do a lot like what the football team does where they don't rebuild, they just reload. Like, they've had guys <laughs> coming in and out in that department, and, like, every time they bring in new people, it's still, their department just stays just as good. They're bringing in these top-of-the-line people, and, and this is what you need in the age of social media and all this stuff. This The recruits love this stuff, you know, they and, and we love this stuff, so it, it's great yeah, for everyone. Yeah, it's great for everyone involved. So, like, having people that put out good content like this and these good videos, you know, people see that, and it's like, huh, Maybe I wanna. Maybe I wanna go play there. Maybe I wanna go check that place out. So even if it encourages one extra recruit to take a visit, it's obviously all worth it. So yeah, it was a really good video. Ohio State's good at what they do in that department. They've always been good at these hype videos for whether it be for games or recruiting or whatever it may be. Their their graphics, their videos are all second to none, and it's always fun to see. Every time a new video drops, everyone everyone goes crazy over it. So they, these guys are killing it, and they deserve all the credit they get. They're I think they're pretty well. Everyone pretty much knows that they're uh, they're one of the top out there. They get a lot of credit. So then then it's all all well deserved. Yeah, we are, uh, I guess that's what, three months out from the start of the football season. I was ready to like, I was ready for a game Saturday morning after I saw the video. I was ready to put on my Buckeye necklace. I was ready to put on my foam finger. I was ready to to just go absolutely wild for a game, but that's not what that was for. Normally we see the hype videos for games. This one was for recruiting and hopefully it ends up paying off for the Buckeyes over the next few weeks. Absolutely. And uh, you'll, you'll love this one. Talking about names, this actually just happened a minute ago, he tweeted out. So uh, Zion Branch's brother is a 2023 wide receiver, Zachariah Branch. And okay. he, he got an offer from uh, Brian Harline. He just tweeted out a minute ago that he was Great. he received an offer in his time while he's there. So you got you got Zachariah Branch, you got Zion Branch, and you have Zach Rice. So that'll, that would be a fun fun trio. I mean, look, if, if dealing with all of these confusing names is what it takes to get the best talent on campus, I am willing to make that sacrifice for the Buckeyes, but I just want it to be known. I probably deserve my own tree in Buckeye Grove, but I just want to make it known that I'm willing to take on that extra burden if it gets the best talent on campus. Absolutely. We will make all the sacrifices here at Land Grant for the best Ohio State team on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land's The Dotted Line podcast. We'll be coming back to you every Monday from henceforth until whenever we decide not to, covering all the Buckeye news in terms of football and basketball recruiting, and who knows, maybe someday something more. If you are finding this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are cranking out episodes nearly every single weekday, and they all have unique perspectives and voices that you won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye Podcasting Universe. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Gene, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Gene underscore Ross23. And of course, you can find my writing and all the other wonderful writers at, uh, along this beautiful website at LandGrantHolyLand.com. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks.